Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, dad dancing, swimming and raising money for charity. Hi there and welcome to episode three of The Kindness Project. I'm joined by Charlotte Dames, who I've known for every single second of her life and loved her for most of them. Although now she's a teenager, that may change. And I'm joined by Chris James, my pick for father of the year, although that may change after the comment he just made. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, so you're 14 now, right? Just about. Just, just about, <laughs> just turned. Um, and what, why would I, why, why do you think, I don't want to sort of, I don't need to be too sycophantic, but why, why do you reckon I get dad of the year? I'm all right, and I, I mean, I'm not great. <laughs> I actually, I actually. I haven't got any other dad. Who else was supposed to vote for? True, true. You can vote for somebody else's dad, but I know a bloke, Dan Atkinson, who won an award for being the dad of the year. He's a really, really Is good that guy. That annual dad dancing competition. Well, look, dad dancing. I mean, it depends on how you judge dad dancing, right? If you judge dad dancing as being bad dancing, I'd be up there. I'd be there or thereabouts, especially if it was. If you've got extra points for doing a really bad robot, because like, so my robot is particularly bad. Mine's not bad. Yeah, what robot? Yeah, my robot. Your robot's not bad. Freestyle, you're good at. Um, yeah, but I, it always turns into some kind of ballet thing. It does. I, I remember. I remember the time that you and I went to the Olympic swimming pool, um, and um, <laughs> oh. and we went. So we live. Uh, we live in Essex, but we live on the borders of London. So. Um, not a million miles away from us is the Olympic pool in Stratford and we've mm. been there quite a few times uh-huh. right so Charlotte and I went into the Olympic pool it's a big 50 meter pool mm. awesome architecture great place um and Charlotte and I when you were about nine or ten went yeah. for a swim there and um interestingly we went in there uh did a couple of lengths and to be to be honest you were slightly slower than like most people were going um and the lifeguard pulled me up and said um actually uh, you need to really be a good swimmer to swim in the olympic pool because people were i said can you can you not see my daughter was swimming perfectly so they and they turned around and went no in a conventional style <laughs> now <laughs> part of me were, was a little embarrassed but part of me loved the fact that Charlotte wasn't doing even swimming when there's four clear strokes, particularly conventionally. So, so that is that is one of my one of our favourite experiences, Charlotte. Do you remember that? Charlotte? Yeah, I do. It was yeah. hilarious. So, um, uh, question of the oh no, what should we do first? Get in touch. So, uh, you can get in touch with us. Twitter. On Twitter, what's the Twitter handle again, Charlotte? Hola, kindness. <laughs> Hola. Is I that- Hola! Hola! <laughs> the the Twitter listeners is Hola! <laughs> kindness. That that's spelled H O L A kindness. So you can find us on there. We've got our own Twitter handle. So I'm at Chris Dames, you're at Charlotte J Dames. So you can get in touch with us on there. Uh, and via email, Hola! at thekindnessproject.co.uk. So you can get in touch. T- touch with us there now we've we've been doing some questions of the day right so uh, we've yeah. talked about eggs and what was the first one we did uh book characters book characters but actually i want to get to the heart of the matter and talk uh, so the question in the podcast is actually about kindness and the question okay. i've got it's a bit philosophical but Ooh. let's explore it anyway are most people generally good what do you think oh 
God. <laughs> if you keep asking me this question, I'm going to start quoting in a minute. Um, but most everyone's got a little bit of good. Okay. Like, in, in all honesty, nobody starts out bad. Nobody gets up one morning and goes, I'm going to wreck the whole world. Okay. It's kind of like something has to happen to someone for them to be bad. Like, um, someone hurt them or someone... So, so you think that sort of when it comes to nature or nurture, it's all about how people were, how the world, how the world treats them, yeah. about how they perceive the world. Because I know um, as an optimist, I I like to. I don't know if I yeah, don't know if, that also falls under something that is mostly created by uh, how people around you treat you. Mostly, yeah. Okay, so. So I think, interestingly, I think... Who's that on the phone? Oh, that's mum. Oh, mum's mum's on the phone. Excellent. Uh, um, sorry, I can't talk right now. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're podcasting. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually think it depends on your perspective in life, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people assume most people are generally good because they've got an optimistic, positive outlook on life. And there's a lot of studies to say that having a positive, optimistic outlook actually does you favours because people think you're a kind of nicer person yeah. because of your outlook as well as having a more optimistic perspective on the world what do you think yeah i think most of that completely went over my head but okay. <laughs> um about the positive about yes it does affect you positively because not everything is sunshine and rainbows it's <laughs> not everything's sunshine and rainbows <laughs> but most Charlotte. <laughs> but um yeah if you if you see it as something positive i mean anything can be viewed positively even yeah. if it's something negative yeah so if you see something positive you can always look on the bright side so we the only so we've had a two-minute conversation and the only thing we've got is always look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side of, of life, life. <laughs> 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 So obviously we haven't got the answer to this particular no, question. We're does, not, ever, does anyone? Well, our listeners might, right? Yeah. So, so please feel free to get in touch at Holokindness uh, on Twitter at holler at thekindnessproject.co.uk mm-hmm. or tweet us directly. Are most people generally good? And what's your philosophy on life? And how do you think that impacts how you see people? It'd be really interesting to get your and how thoughts. does it impact how you live your life as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, direct. Mm. Do you think? that whether you think most people are generally good or not impacts the way you live your life personally that that's a really interesting question that our listeners i'm sure will have a better insight than yeah. us because we had a three minute conversation on it and just got to singing a monty python song at the end which <laughs> sums us up really yeah um, so enough of that nonsensical drivel let's so move on to the rest of the podcast so in this part of the podcast, we're going to share just some stories of kindness that we've found uh, in the week. Um, we're calling it, and I'll let Charlotte do our own little special jingle for it. <coughs> <laughs> cough, cough. Is that what we're calling <laughs> no, it? No, no. Right. We're calling it Kindness News. Okay, I don't know if that will catch on, to be honest, listeners, but we'll, uh, we'll soon wait and see. However, let's move on to the business of the day, Kindness News Stories. Okay, so the first one I have is the one about the scavenger hunt at the zoo, it, okay. uh, a zoo in Canada. Okay. It takes you through the, the zoo and encourages you to do different acts of kindness. Like what? Um, well, guests would hand out flowers to other patrons, patrons yeah. write 
uh, positive messages to, sh to be shared with others and learn more about what it takes to care for a zoo animal. Uh, the organisers said the warm fall weather created the perfect opportunity for families to take in the special day. Cool. So they did it for a day um, and, yep. and they um, went round the zoo doing these special acts of kindness, yep. right? Okay, cool. Um, I wonder what animals they got to look after. Monkeys. Oh, you know what? I'd like... Probably. Gen genuinely. I mean, that is a great opportunity. Um, and you had a story last week from Canada. Do you reckon Canada's a particularly kind place, or you've just researched what a website with loads of Canadian stories? I in? think I've just used a, a very <laughs> Canadian website. Okay, cool. I've never been to Canada, Not but it, it looks. It I'd looks actually cool. really like to go. That sounds cool. 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 Uh, we're going to be talking about in future weeks' podcast the best place that you might want to visit. So Ooh. I wonder if Canada will come up. Um, cool. So what's your next kindness news story of the of the week? <laughs> kindness news story of the week. <laughs> Okay, um, so in a cemetery, yep. there was loads of graves of veterans, okay. and they were covered in moss. Uh, so Eric Dahl yep. started cleaning them up. So they were they were graves of military. Yep. Um, he he said to show these veterans, to show veterans we have alive today that I do truly honour them November 11 is every day but he says the work is hard and he's not cutting any corners describing his technique as military precision okay sounded like he was a military man himself was he yeah I don't, I'm not sure um, but he was known in his community for his random acts of kindness okay and he is cleaning every single final resting place by hand what an awesome thing to do, not only for your community, so that um, so that you're in a position where um, those graves are, are, um, are clean, but just to honour the service of those individuals yeah, is, the is, is, of the veterans is just a really great thing to do. Hmm. So thank you for that. What's your favourite kind of story of the week? What are the two I've just yeah. said? I don't know, I think both have their own kind of charm. Like, um, the, vet, the one about the, the zoo, I think that's encouraging the people alive to be more kind, but um, the one about the veterans' graves... That's showing respect to those who have been kind to us. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not expecting you to make a choice and ignore the other one, but um, but yeah, I am um, respect to both the zoo and the guy. What's the guy's name? Uh, I think his surname was Doll. Doll, like Roll Doll. Uh, D A H L. Yeah, like Roll Doll. So uh, the kindest news this week is. Uh, the zoo in Canada, good work. And Mr. Dahl, thanks for being such an awesome guy. One kind thing you can do is raise money for cha charity, but you can also challenge yourself at the same time. I know you've done that, Dad. Yeah, I've done it, I've done it a few times, Charlotte, but um, uh, the interesting thing is actually it works in my favour as well because uh, I tend to be motivated by having a goal. So yeah. having, having a goal and, and having to train for something um, helps me as well as helping raise a bit of cash for charity. Yeah. So a few years ago, I did um, a 100-kilometre walk for guide dogs across Yorkshire, yeah. um, which I was rubbish at, to be honest. I mean, I wasn't... I was meant was to... that the overnight one? Yeah, so it was, it was the 24-hour one. Um, but the, the mistake that I made is I did all of my 
training in London, which is quite a flat place, right? Mm. London is not particularly hilly. And then you go to Yorkshire, which is the hilliest place in the world. <laughs> it's probably not, but it did seem to be at the time. Another mistake you probably made was fueling yourself on jelly babies. Oh, I tell you what, I, I've never, I've never eaten so many jelly babies in my life <laughs> <laughs> um, over that weekend. I ate a lot of porridge, um, but you know what I didn't do because the, the the walk started off at a place called uh, Pie Hall, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And that everybody was eating pies for breakfast and I quite like pie but on that day I didn't have a pie I just had a ton of jelly babies which helped me short term probably didn't help me over the longer term weren't they doing like spaghetti and bolognese oh, yeah I had, I, had, I had something there was some stop, stop offs over the way wasn't there yeah thing, thing is I quite like walking um, but one of the things that scares me a little bit more is heights um, because I like tall buildings and everywhere sort of I try and go I try and visit at least a couple of tall buildings but usually I stay inside of them <laughs> so one of the things that I've done recently is um, uh, just raise some cash by abseiling have you ever abseiled? No. Would you ever abseil? Uh, maybe if I get over my fear of falling maybe but like no. Yeah so, so I the first time I abseiled it was probably about 10 and I was at my primary school mm. Uh, sort of last year or and they said to me can you abseil from a window all the way down to and I'm not convinced I mean we're going back to the 80s now Charlotte I'm not convinced it was the safest action in the world to be frank but did you do it anyway I did it anyway um I once got caught in a gorilla suit while I was at school but I'll tell you that story next time um Um, but yeah, so that what, was what kind of gorilla? Like an actual gorilla or a gorilla? Like like a. What do you mean? Why what, is there two types of gorilla then? What? Yeah, yeah. There's two different spellings of gorilla. Gorilla is in the jungle animal, and then there's like oh, we were learning about it in history, and there's okay. like a like a group of oh, kind of like gorilla. an army gorilla. Yeah, like an oh, army gotcha. gorilla. <laughs> well, there's also the other gorilla. <laughs> So you could, I, I, I was dressed as a animal gorilla, not an army gorilla. And um, while we're here, I might as well tell the story. I, um, I, 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 was, I was about 11. It was for a school play. I was dressed as a gorilla. Um, and I made the mistake of trying to take the gorilla fancy dress trousers off uh, before I took my trainers off so I've pulled these um, things off and um, I um, I got stuck in a pair of gorilla trousers which in the end they had to cut me out of <laughs> and I'm sure that happens to everybody but anyway so so got caught in a pair of gorilla trousers first time I abseiled was probably sort of 10 or 11 but then I didn't do it for like donkey's years and only a couple of years ago um, did I do it again do you remember the that? Orbit. yeah it was the it was it was the orbit over the Olympic Park mm. Um, which uh, we we I, I try and support um, a number of sort of different charities, but one that's particularly close to my heart is a, a children's hospice in uh, East London called Richard House. So I was doing it for, for Richard House. So I signed up, raised a bit of cash uh, before to, to do it. Got there, and actually I didn't feel particularly nervous at the time. Um, then you got to the top. Well, exactly. I got to the top, and I'm thinking it's a bit more windy than I realised because the wind is then sort of blowing and sort of stuff like that. Um, and up there, I got uh, chatting to this guy called Mo, 
And he was telling me about how his son was actually in the hospice and the fact that without the hospice's support, their family would have been under real emotional pressure to look after the kids and and do everything else at work and, and do everything else they needed to. So yeah. he had a really close emotional connection to the place to the and wanted, yeah, to the charity and wanted to raise it. So we're up there. The wind's blowing. It's blowing a gal. Uh, if you if you if you don't know the orbit, uh, it looks like uh, how would you describe the orbit? Giant swirly slide. It's a, a giant red swirly slide. It's it's a giant red swirly slide. It's uh, like a helter skelter. It's the largest structure uh, sculpture in the UK. It's a sort of swirly red thing. Um, and actually, they installed installed a slide that we've had a go on. Yeah. Um, which, when you look at it, actually, sort of, you think, I can, I can live with that. Um, you get to the top, and it's a little bit scarier. So having a having a chat with my new mate, he's telling me about his son and the awesome work that Richard House is doing. And then it's my turn, <laughs> and then I'm getting really scared. So I walk up to the guy. I walk up to the guy, oh and, God, I, and I and I say to him. Um, uh, just to reassure myself, so mate, how long have you been helping people web sell down buildings? Um, and he turns around and goes, about 15 minutes. Now, <laughs> now, to be frank, listeners, at that point in time, I didn't feel the most secure in the world that, that, that I've ever done. Um, but he seemed to know what he was doing about uh, doing, doing. He tied me on and suddenly I'm abseiling down this giant structure. And all's well. I'm going all right. And then I start to spin. I start. Didn't you like end up on the ledge? Oh yeah, I, I forgot. So so the, so when you when you abseil, one of the things you've got to do if you've done it, and if you do, please let us know because it'd be interesting to hear your stories. Is is at the altar, you've got to lean on a ledge, and then sort of let yourself down. So my I've sort of leaned off. I'm wiggling. I can't find the ledge. Um, and I just flop off the orbit, flop off the top of the orbit. Um, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm, I'm sort of lucky the ropes sort of kept me, but yeah, so I'm, let, I'm, I'm then sort of flopped off the orbit, I'm going down and I'm rotating slowly, just like, like, a, like a fairy, like a marionette, just, just rotating slowly as I got down. And, and my, my new mate is, is sort of sort of like going down in, in really well. So got to the bottom, uh, did it, and um, lo- absolutely loved it. Um, not only because it's nice to do that sort of stuff to tick a tick a box and say I've done it, but also we raised a bit of cash for the charity as well, so mm. that's good. What? thing would you say was a thing that you'd want to do that would be also a challenge but also good to raise money for charity mm, I don't know I mean like a challenge would be something that helped me face my fears but so I would you I, do one with the heights or not um I'm okay with heights like you can put me on the on the edge of a cliff and I'll be fine okay but if you say you're if going you... off the edge <laughs> of this cliff yeah that's a little bit different right? <laughs> that's a little bit different yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I can if I can stand on a edge of a cliff and take a picture of a beautiful sunset if gotcha. you push me gotcha. that's what I'm uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. so how would you feel if somebody said here's a rope you're jumping off that cliff but you'll be fine because you're connected to the rope god no no not good. no so so the other the other thing that that resulted in is um, Richard House now come back to me and say uh, would you like to do this again? So 
last year, we did a I did another abseil down Broadgate Tower, which is a, a big tower block in London. Um, it's about 200 feet higher than the orbit, and you get to the top, and it's one. It's quite an exhilarating experience because you can uh, see over London, so you can see yeah. St Paul's, and you can. That's awesome. It's at Liverpool Street. This uh, this building um and you you guys were at the bottom weren't you so you shot you not only were not only did you see all the sights we saw all the sights what gave him a giant wedgie and his top kept riding <laughs> up <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I started telling this story. So, but the good news about that one is, I, I, uh, I, on that one, they you were accompanied by an expert abseil sailor, mm-hmm. and it was a guy, um, a fireman called Tedge, and he sort of guided me down. But again, you had this image of this abseiling fireman who'd done it 20 times that day and probably thousands of times in his life and just this guy pirouetting down the building just slowly turning getting the ropes all mixed up kicking the building and trying to come off but we did get to the bottom and you're right I did have a bit of a giant wedgie at the, at the bottom it's lovely when we took a picture top up <laughs> but you know what it was it, it, both times were yeah. great fun and certainly uh, if Richard Howes comes knocking again I'll uh, I'll give it a go um, I, I'm just trying to work out my sort of next challenge for for this year and I've got a feeling it's going to be the three peaks mm. so that should be a good one so what are you going to do this year for for charity Charlotte? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really... A do- I kind of just... Every once in a while, because I cha- always carry change in my pocket, if I walk past a charity box, I'll just, I'll yeah. just put a pound in. Yeah, yeah. Well, may- maybe we should wise. get you doing a bit more of a fundraising. How about that? Yeah. I can bake some cheesecakes. Bakes- oh, baking some cheesecakes sounds good. And on that note, I'm off to have some cheesecake. What? Without <laughs> Okay, so we've reached the end of another Kindness Project podcast. Um, But the question of last week has been a bit contentious. The best use of an egg. So we've had some feedback on Facebook about the best use of an egg, but feel free to let us know what you think too. Not too late. It's not too late to tell us your best use of an egg. But let me give you some of the comments that we've had. So really, um, a really quick one from Kathleen Kate. Just simply, Eggs Benedict. What do you think of it? Do you like an Eggs Benedict? Yeah, I've had an Eggs Benedict once in a while. Victor Sachs has come up with one. And it's like he's channeling his inner Jamie Oliver. Listen to this. Two minutes boiled, shelled, wrapped in sausage meat, dipped in flour... And pinko breadcrumbs. Do you know what pinko breadcrumbs are? Fancy breadcrumbs. Fancy breadcrumbs. Fried for three to four minutes. And voila. Homemade scotch egg with a runny yolk. So we we talked about scotch eggs, didn't we, and how yeah, awesome yeah. scotch eggs are. But a runny yolk. Mm. I'm, I'm quite liking that. A, a bit of a runny and yolk. And bacon's in there as well. Bacon's in there as well, which is good. Um, Sam Wybrow, very own Sammy Boy Wybrow. <laughs> Has come, has come. Just simple. It's keeping it simple. He's saying fried egg on toast, salt, and this is the controversial bit. Brown sauce. Would you go for brown sauce with egg? I wouldn't have any sauce. It's already got its own natural sauces. Yeah. So yeah, true. So um, I'd, I'd go for ketchup personally. Now there's a man we know. 
called Vitulio, Vitulio Bundy, who suggests that the only use for egg is gelato. Now, he may be, <laughs> he may be, va- uh, he, he may be a bit biased when it comes to this because Vitulio does run the best gelato ice cream parlour in Florence and perhaps the world. Oh. So it might be a case that he's he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a um, uh, bias on that one. <laughs> Our very own Richard said, "Best use Richard Earl said the best use of an egg is to make a little baby." <laughs> Now I'm not convinced he's sort of got the um, got got the uh, uh, idea of of best use of an egg, but it's a bit it's a bit off the wall. What do you think, Charlotte? Very controversial. Very, very good. Very. <laughs> you, you enjoyed that it's one, didn't you? It's worth the chuckles. It's worth it's worth the chuckles. It's, it's funny. Um, Richard Wheeler just said custard. Best use of an egg is to make custard. Um, and. We're getting comments now from uh, Robbie White, who's uh, my mother-in-law and your your grand, and my brother Russell. Must be a family thing. They've both gone for egg bacon sandwich. Ooh. What do you think? Sophie made one of those at breakfast the other day. Except she? she took the yolk out and gave it to you. See, we've got a thing in our house about turning everything into a sandwich. So you just <laughs> yeah. give us a bit of bread yeah. and we'll just sort of put it around the sandwich. Yeah. So, so yeah. And Brian Hill had an interesting comment about the egg situation. Chuck it at a politician you don't like. <laughs> now, as this is the... As this is the kindness project, maybe we should chuck it at people who are particularly unkind. Maybe that, maybe that's the best use of an egg. But you could argue that that's unkind in itself. But I, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe they should make a festival like Tomatina. Tomatina. What the egg throwing festival? You mean? Yeah, the yeah. Um, not Tomatina, Eggatina. Yeah. And also we've got a bit of science for you, Karina Murray. Right? Here's here's her response. Most interesting use of an egg is as a rubber ball. Apparently, they do bounce if you soak an egg in vinegar for 24 hours. Did you not know that? I didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Have you ever tried it? No. Are you tempted now? Yes. I thought... But I'm also tempted to make gelato and, must, uh, and custard, so... So what, what one would you, out of those, what, would you, um, what one would you pick? Probably ball. Sometimes I sit in my room and kind of just doodle or, like, sit there really bored. So I think if I had, if I had a rubber ball, I'd just bounce it on the floor, sit on the edge of my bed and just bounce it off the floor. So you wouldn't eat an egg? You wouldn't, you wouldn't even eat oh, that no, egg. custard, though. Custard. Oh, custard and the rubber ball were the ones custard that you like the most. Custard yeah. So, <clears throat> or the scotch egg, the runny scotch egg. Then you can't make your mind up. No. Eggs are, look, that's this just... This is an excellent question, <laughs> Oh, God. That's just... Agree. Were you yoking now? No. Oh, right, OK. Let's just no. agree that we all think that eggs are awesome. So can I move on, as this is the Kindness Project, to this week's listener story of kindness? And this comes from Claire Walsh, um, and she's got a, um, a story of her being kind and a story of how someone was kind to her. So her story of kindness is, I paid for a lady with a buggy shopping when she realised she'd forgotten her purse. She burst into tears at the thought of having to go home and come back out again. So she paid for her shopping to uh, save her that anguish. What do you think of that? It's really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, really Look, I know Claire. Claire's a, a lovely, lovely person. So, But what tends to happen is that you know, nice people also get people doing nice things for them. Uh, and her nice thing was, my colleague offered to drive to my house on a Saturday morning at 4.30 in the morning to take me to the airport last week when, when I realised it was too 
too early to get a train. She got a cab in the end, but she was really grateful for the offer. Mm. Now, that is going above and beyond the call of duty for your workmates, isn't it? Mm. That's not a a bad thing to do. So we want to carry on hearing your listeners' stories, both of kindness and to answer the podcast question of the week. If you've got anything egg-related, do let us know. And where can people... That would be that. That would be excellent. And where can people get in touch with us, Charlotte? Uh, I think we went over this. It is holarkindness at, at holarkindness. So it's at on Twitter. Or we're on at H O L A kindness. You can find us on Facebook. And we're still trying to get our heads around the best link for Facebook. But if you go onto the website, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk, you can find it on there. Um, But you can also email us at holla, H-O-L-A. At at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Absolutely right. So (laughs) Charlotte's really pleased with herself because she got that right. And that's it for this week. So we look forward to speaking to you next time bye